The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie, featuring your hosts, Forbes Riley and Charlie Fusco. In our program, you'll receive the tools you need to live a healthy and successful life, not to mention a fun one. Now, here are your hosts, Forbes Riley and Charlie. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Good Life. You're here with Forbes Riley, that's me, and my dear friend, Charlie Fusco, who's actually on the other side of the country. How's the weather where you are, Charlie? Good. We're waiting for our next thunderstorm again. Which I love. Are you serious? It's um brilliant out in the East Coast in the summertime because the the air is so electric that it's either you know scalding humidity or it's thunder and lightning. It's wonderful weather. Makes you feel all warm and tingly okay. inside. Las Vegas. It is like 110 degrees here. It is so dry. I think both my lips are going to fall off, which is interesting. <laughs> and there's a weird amount of wind. <laughs> no, can you imagine this? My lips are falling off. They're bright red without lipstick, and they're chapped. But I've been hanging out at my mother-in-law and father-in-law's house. Now, do you get along with your in-laws? I do. I have a very bizarre... They're one of my uh, our best friends. We hang out all the time. Oh, see, that's lovely. Yeah. Now, I'm in a unique situation because my, my husband has four mothers and two fathers. And a part of a lot of options. Tree. You might go, hmm, <laughs> how's that possible? <laughs> I know. Well, he's adopted. So he has a set of birth parents, adoptive parents, and a couple of step-parents. So Mother's Day at our house is really complicated. I can imagine. But you know what? Well, and I'm married into a family. He's got five brothers and sisters. And I never, I had one, one sister, no grandparents, and both my parents were only children. So it was like four of us. And now I've got the 13 grandkids, a new great-grandbaby who just showed up. And it's like family central. And I'm having to learn new skills because I don't think that I've, I don't know what you do with all these people. I didn't grow up with all of them. It's been 20 years I've been in this family, and I love it. I'm really grateful for it. And I'm excited about our guest today, who we're going to introduce in a few minutes, because his whole thing is about conversation being sexy. Yeah. And you and I know all about sexy. We, we know sexy. Yeah. sexy us usually has nothing to do with talking, does it? I was going to say, I don't know about conversation sexy. I just stop at sexy. Well, I am thinking there's a way to do that, that phone sex thing. I always thought if, my, if, it, if everything didn't work out that I could do that, but no, just kidding. That's not a good Sorry, idea. Charlie's not doing it. That's not a good She's idea. I don't know. I'm actually wondering. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, there is, I'm very <laughs> excited to get him on the show because I want to learn a new skill. And uh, from what I hear, what, let me prep the audience for what you're about to hear here. Um, if you've ever met somebody um, that walks into a room almost talking and just seems to be able to talk with everyone in the room and everyone wants to talk to that person and you're standing in the corners tripping over your own tongue, can't think of one witty thing to say, um, there are those people in life that, you know, we say they have the gift of gab. And when you look at really successful people in the world, 
they are able to just sort of talk not only about a wide range of subjects, but almost seemingly like they can talk to anybody and make them feel uh, like they're the center of the universe. And that's a skill that I think few people have, but more of us should aspire to. And so that's one of the reasons I sought out our guest today. Uh, we're going to call him the coach, and I'll introduce him in just a moment. Um, but he has spent 20 years uh, observing and studying human behavior, friendship, dating, marriage, you know, all sorts of relationships. And he has put together a program that basically helps you sharpen your communication skills. And I, we're going to find out, what do you do to be in a conversation and make someone tick? Make someone do what you want. Put passion into that conversation. Use it in business. Use it to make friends. And I want to introduce our audience to Coach Todd Reed. How are you today? I'm doing great, ladies. I'm just sitting here honestly trying not to laugh. There's been several times I just wanted to bust out in laughter with what you two are saying. I've had to contain myself, but now I don't have to anymore. I'm doing great. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad well, that we, we could entertain you here. We're just getting started. You know, uh, Coach Todd, you have an interesting background. I'd like you to, to give a, our audience a little bit of that. But I want to tell you that we have a connection, you and I. Really? Yes. Okay. Billings, Montana. Absolutely. I was there once. I had a you girlfriend were there once. once. I, I, I can't promise you I'll go back, but I had a college uh, girlfriend of mine, and she said, "Hey, why don't you come to Billings, Montana, my hometown, for spring break? It'll be fun." I said, "Oh yeah, okay, sure. Let's let's go do that." She lived in the middle of nowhere, on a reserve where there was all these wounded buffalo. <laughs> and there was nothing to do there, nothing, Zippo to do in Billings, Montana when I was there. The weather was crazy, and these buffalo sneezed on me. I spent all of my spring break in college when other people were in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, doing whatever they do. I got sneezed on, in a buffalo, on a buffalo farm in Billings, Montana. Now, when, now when were you there? Uh, this is going on about... 18 years ago. Yeah, yeah, about 18 years ago. No, 15 years ago. Wow. See, 15. I don't know. <laughs> no, okay. You lose so, time. I did. No, it was about 15 years ago, and my girlfriend's name was Moose, just so you know. <laughs> that is too funny. Charlie, Charlie, you just alienated everybody who lives in Billings, Montana. Is that where you're from? Is that where you're talking to us from right now? No, it's actually, it's actually not. No, I'm actually right now talking to you from Richmond, Virginia. I spent uh, about 15 years in, in Montana, and that's actually where the whole trek and the communication, uh, my love for communication and, and, and people in that arena began. So, um, no, but I'm in Richmond, bring, Virginia. Bring, bring me full circle because the tourist board from Billings, Montana, is now on the phone saying, Charlie, um, there's something else to do in our town besides catching sneezing buffalo. What might it be? What did you do in that town? What's like the best thing to do in Billings? Uh, well, you know, it, there's a number of things you can actually do that don't include wildlife blowing their nose on you. So uh, that's the good news. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually went from the Washington, D.C. area out to Montana in the late 1980s and, and around 1990 uh, in while I was in Billings and, and finishing up college there. had an opportunity and, and was fortunate enough to start working at the NBC television station there uh, doing some uh, weekend uh, reporting, which eventually then melded into a full-time job, took me to a different part 
of the state uh, where I then continued my career in communications and uh, and did so for for well over a decade. So, but while in Billings, you know, there's some good. There obviously there's if you like the outdoors, there's good hunting, there's good fishing. You can do some whitewater rafting. You can do a lot of bike riding, hiking. So there are other activities. So we'll, we'll maybe do a little better with the Billings Tourism Board. Well, let me just ask to, you. <laughs> let me ask you, sneezing buffaloes. It was <laughs> traumatic, I mean, I'll tell you. You have to understand, I'm from New York City, and we now live in, in Florida, right on the water, and we've got birds and animal wildlife in our backyard that are like three and four feet high, and I remember personally, if there's an animal that's three feet high, you call the zoo. So <laughs> it's and, and the other thing that I hate to admit, and I tell people all the time, is I used to think milk came from a carton. I was a little confused when I found where on the cow it actually came from. <laughs> That's an education um, process. Now, Coach Todd, you actually have a fairly extensive background in sports, and so I want to bring that full circle to how you came into Sexy Conversation because you were a two-time NBA uh, television sportscaster of the year, two-time NBA radio broadcaster of the year. Uh, you worked with the Olympic Games. Uh, you've done all sorts of things in the sports arena. You come from the land of sneezing buffaloes. Who are you to tell <laughs> us to talk sexy? <laughs> well, you know, you couple, you know, you couple all those years, and and in the world of of television, one of the things that first really set the stage for where I'm at now in my life is, is the ability and 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 being thrown into a re an arena where, you know, I was I was doing stories on people, investigating stories, you know, really learning how to talk to people, how to yearn information from them, sometimes even when they didn't really want to give it up. Um, sometimes, you know, there's a lot of things you do in the world of television that are straightforward, but a lot of times you're put in positions where you have to interview and do investi some investigative reporting and those things. And so getting in and learning how to do that over the course of years, uh, you know, and, and understanding that I fell in love with it and, and really enjoyed and, and the people that I was able to interact with and spend time with. So, you know, that sort of then coupled with a 15-year a relationship, 12 years of marriage that was unsuccessful, uh, you know, really uh, gave me a lot of tools to uh, sort of start moving in the direction of where I've moved to now. But how did you move to now? I mean, why did you give up sports for sexy talk? And, you know, really... At, Really, my life changed, and I think a lot of folks out there and anybody listening who has been through a relationship, and especially if you've been through a marriage that hasn't worked, it's a life change. It's a real life changing event, and often, as we know, making our way through life, regardless of what we do, there are events that take place in our life that that are life changing, and when that happens, you can either embrace it, learn from it. Uh, and grow from it, or sometimes it does get the better of us. And in this particular case, when when my marriage of, of 12 years and relationship of 15 years came to an end, um, and it you know really took me away from that television arena, put me in a situation where I made it. I made a personal choice to to exit Montana and move, um, and really started doing some retrospective thinking and 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 getting into what happened and, and dealing with the devastation of the of the loss of my marriage. And and through that process, really started to um, you know look back and say, you know what, I think I've got something I can offer people because if they can learn from what happened to me and my experience in communication and coaching folks that you know that that's a good thing and, and so now it's really become my passion to help folks and help couples be able to enjoy the relationships more get more out of them reconnect and really understand you know that you can get together be in love and it can last a long long time if you'd known 
what you know now then, would you still be with that person or would you have moved on? To answer your question, Charlie, it would have depended more on the willingness and us as a couple for her to understand me and, and what I was looking for and what I wanted more. And, and then did she or could she get to a place where she could fulfill those needs and desires? Because when you're in a relationship, you've got two people that each have desires, they each have emotional and physical desires. And the question is, is, are you creating a balance or enough of a balance that both people are happy? And some people get to a point where that is so out of balance that it just won't work. But sit down and have a real honest conversation with yourself and answer this first question. Are you still in love? Do you still feel in love with the person that you're looking at? If the answer to that question is yes, even though there could be turmoil and fighting and everything else, you know in your heart whether you still love somebody or not. If the answer is yes, then let's go to work and let's sit down and go back to square one and start over and say, okay, now... Let's remember back to when and what made us us, what made us happy, what made you happy, what made me happy, and then let's start building the blocks and getting things back to where they used to be. I believe that until someone truly says, I am done, I can't deal with this relationship anymore, there's always hope, and that if both people are willing to put in some time, some effort, and work at it, if they really still love each other, then they can make it work, and it can be a great relationship. We, we've been playing a lot with the conversation sexy title, but there is a subtext to it, which is mastering the art of communication. And we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Coach Todd Reed is going to talk to us all about what does it mean to master the art of communication with a spouse, with a lover, with a child, with a friend, and in business. What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? And, uh, and how can we use the power of conversation uh, to change our own lives? So stay with us here with more on The Good Life. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. If you're one of the millions of people who have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or are overweight, don't join the club. It's time to leave that club. Heart Factors Plus is an all-natural supplement with ingredients proven to help lower blood pressure, cholesterol, improve blood flow, and even improve your sex life. Here is what Heart Factors users say. Hi, this is John from New Jersey, and I'm 42 years old, and I ordered your bottle of Heart Factors because of my high blood pressure. Last spring, it was 134 over 93. Now my blood pressure is 120 over 82, and the doctor got me off the medication. This stuff is really good and without any side effects. John dropped his blood pressure over 10 points and without the medication side effects. See if Heart Factors will work for you. Try it now free for a full 30 days. Call 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. If Heart Factors doesn't work for you, you never pay. It's that easy. Call now and get your 30-day trial. 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. Ladies, if you are worried about fine lines and wrinkles on your face and would like to get rid of them, then let me tell you about Esotique, the amazing all-natural collagen builder from Chamonix. Esotique is packed with pure antioxidants and natural collagen builders, so it doesn't hide wrinkles like other products. It effectively treats wrinkles, so your skin will be younger, healthier, and softer than ever before. And now is the perfect time to try Esotique, because for a limited time, you can try it free for 30 days. That's right, this incredible skincare is yours to try free at home for a whole month. Call 800-731-1085, 800-731-1085, and just pay shipping today. But wait, call in the next 20 minutes and Chamonix will include not one, but two free gifts. You will get their amazing vitamin C serum and their luxurious neck treatment absolutely free with your order. 
Don't miss out on this incredible free trial offer. Call now, 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to The Good Life with Forbes, Riley, and Charlie, where you receive a healthy dose of information you need with some fun. Now, back to the show. Joining us here on The Good Life this week is a gentleman by the name of Coach Todd Reed. And uh, Forbes and I have been having quite the fun time with him. Uh, And now it's time to get serious. Uh, Coach Todd Reed, you started literally as a coach in sports and spent a lot of years learning sort of that trade and, um, and did a lot in the communications. And now you're coaching people on a different level and you're really focusing on the art of communication. Tell us a little bit about the title of your book, Conversation is Sexy. It was interesting. When we were going through the process, I was going through the process of, of writing writing the book. And, and really when I began it, believe it or not, didn't really start out thinking it would end up being a book and, and was as it came together, and uh, started to evolve, and I saw that it was moving in that direction. And you do sort of play with the idea: what are we going to, you know, what am I going to call this? And when it comes to, when we thought about, I specifically thought about what to call the title of the book. You know, when you look at all the various types of relationships that you have in life, no matter whether they're friendships, romantic, you know, you name them, you have to be able to sit or stand in a room and conversate with people and be able to use conversation to connect with them. And so what I found in couples that in order to have a long term relationship and a relationship that really connects emotionally, isn't that sexy? Because day in and day out and and through the course of months and years, you know, that's what really, you know, sets the stage and makes you want to come home and get up in the morning and spend time with that person. So it sort of just fell into place for us. And we called a conversation to sexy. Let me ask you this. You you obviously talked a little bit in the earlier segment about your own personal struggle and with relationships. What would you say now that you've been able to determine is the number one reason, let's say, couples drift apart or split up? I mean, is it really all about that they don't know how to talk to each other? It's not that they don't know how to talk to each other. I think that through the course of a relationship and as they develop day to day and the routines that they have and the things that we do in order to sustain our lives that allow us to live, we seem to drift apart on a communication level. We don't seem to just really talk as much as, as we used to. I mean, we know that, uh, in fact, I was looking the other day and, and a research that said that couples prior to getting married will often talk for 45 to 50 minutes an hour, but go about five years, six years into the relationship, and that drops almost in half. And so that's a real important factor when you know, you're spending each and every day with, an, with that individual. And so, yeah, communication and conversation is that important in a relationship. Well, and that brings well, up a, a couple of things, right, with, um, with spouses and, and uh, couples and because you almost run the risk of talking too much and then, you know, not doing it nicely. You're always the meanest to your spouse, I would think, and, uh, and starting arguments. But at the same time, I think it's interesting that um, to live with somebody that much and not talk with them, that seems like a huge statistic that they spend less than 45 minutes talking to each other in a day. 
And they'll actually, another study, and another study shows that we actually spend more time driving to and from work and watching TV than we do talking to our spouse. In that, in that statistic that you're sharing with us, what's the quality of the talk? I've been together with my partner for 20 years, married for 16, and I know some days the talk, it, it, all, the, all the sexy part of my conversation seems to have drifted. Now it's, you know, what are we having for dinner? What are we doing with the kids? Why did this happen? Do we pay the electric bill? The quality is gone. And I don't, you know, I said on, on radio, but it's not, you know, when you're wooing somebody, it's very different in the pre-marriage stage. How do you keep it fresh and exciting? One of the things that we talk about and we encourage folks to do, and it happens in long-term relationships, and especially for folks who have been together for a long period of time, who have kids, they've, they've had a life, there's a number of things going on. And we encourage folks, and this is sort of one of the, you know, interesting concepts out there. I mean, create a bucket list and it's a relationship bucket list. It's a list of things that you still want to do and they can be small, they can be medium, they can be large because part of what happens after you've been together for a while is you've done so much. Well, what else is there to do? And, and some of the sexy part of the relationship can go away because all of a sudden there's not that much to look forward or as much to look forward to. And so folks have a tendency just to talk about what's on the television or what the kids did or what the neighbors across the way are doing, whether they're cutting their grass or not cutting their grass. So, you know, those are things that easily kind of get in the way and you're not having that real having conversation that's really meaningful. Mm. You know, let me okay, ask so, uh, this question, ahead. because we talk a lot about social media in this world because it's such a big part of everyone's life. You know, I uh, have a large a Facebook life. That's how I connect with most of my friends, you know, because I work so much and things like that. And I think without Facebook, I would talk to my friends less, actually. But my husband never talks to me on Facebook. He doesn't respond to anything I post. He doesn't, uh, he, he's aware of some of it, but he doesn't ever do it. And I said to him once, why is it that I spend time talking about you on Facebook if you're never going to even chime in? And he goes, why would I talk to you on Facebook? And it doesn't even occur to him. And so then we'll have an entire conversation about he's ignoring me digitally. <laughs> Well, Charlie, I'm sorry. That comes down as one of the oddest conversations I've ever had. You're not Facebooking me enough. I know. I felt digitally deprived. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things and one of the other major points that we bring up in the book is talking about quality conversation, but also, you know, doing it, you know, doing it in a way where you're making time for you two individually to be in a position where there's not a lot of distraction going on. So it is just you two. And that's a little bit forward to what you were touching on, you know, do something on a weekly basis, do something, make some time. And it really, it, it can be a 10 minute walk around the block. It can be a night out to go to dinner. It can be, do, it can be anything that you as a couple, because we all have different and varying likes, do something where you break yourself out of your normal daily routine and put yourself in a position where you need to talk and will talk to each other. And that way you get to some more of those, you know, fun conversations that we say we used to have some time ago. In my head, I'm thinking, hmm, if I'm going out for a walk with my husband, we're going to still talk about the same stuff. I think you get into that rut. So I'm now I'm going to push you. Do I need, is it time for therapy for us? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's not necessarily, and, and there's, it's a two-step process. I mean, what it more than anything is, 
each each of you have things that you like to do, and, and obviously going out for a walk is one example. But if you're doing something that you like that you like to do, and, and you can take turns, one one of the folks can choose at one particular point in time, the other one can choose the next time you go do something. But if you're doing an activity or something that you enjoy doing, aren't you more comfortable? Aren't you happier? You're in a situation where you're going to want to chat more about things that are that just aren't everyday routine oriented. You're going to actually have some conversation and oh my gosh, possibly talk about something you'd want to do or, or you know, talk about connecting on a romantic basis because one of the bigger things that's out there is that and you know, guys the guys aren't romantic or they don't like to connect emotionally and that's just so not true. We are much harder at getting there than the, than ladies are, but we still like to get there. So sometimes being in an environment or doing something where we're actually having fun or we're comfortable allows that to happen a little bit more, a.k.a. you can open the doors and connect emotionally. Interesting. Charlie, you've also been married for a long time. What's the quality of your – I love sharing this really detailed stuff. What's the quality of your conversation? Do you find that you guys still have it going on conversationally? You know, there's, there's a couple of problems in our communication uh, as husband and wife, um, because I do, I will give you that with children, you know, happier conversation is about where are the kids, we lost them again. <laughs> and, um, you know, the other half is talking about work or the day and that can get bothersome. And in fact, you know, yesterday was a perfect example. I came home and my, my husband first wanted to talk about a task and I had just had a day that was filled with tasks. And I said, you know what, that's just not going to fly right now. I don't even want to talk about it. And, um, so it is finding that thing. Our co communication is, is uh, really good, except I can't stand anything he likes to do and vice versa. So we've had to create boundaries. You know, he really likes sci-fi and he likes the martial arts and he loves camping and he likes building things and he likes things that are sweaty. <laughs> I don't care about any of those things. Um, nor does he care about my shoe collection or where I want to travel or why I need my hair done again. He doesn't really care about um, the books I'm reading because they all have to do with relationships and he'd rather read a sci-fi novel. So we typically um, don't talk about each other's likes. So our conversation... This is so a good relationship. This is what's confusing. They have lots of good sex so they don't think they talk. <laughs> right. We Perfect. do. But, you know, and I was telling you, Forbes, on an earlier show, I go out of my way to create problems in my own marriage so that we don't um, get sedentary. So I will pick arguments, talk about conversation is sexy, it's volatile in my house. But I think on a deeper level, and that's what I wanted to ask you about, Coach. You know, the, when we communicate on a deeper level, if we're talking about fundamental values or where we want to be in five years, hey, you look like you had a really rough day. Do you want to just go and have a glass of wine and talk about um, the new movie we're going to see? When does a couple get to this higher level of communication where, you know, the, the conversation goes to a deeper level emotionally. Because I think a lot of times, for me, um, it, it becomes a gender issue. Females and males communicate so differently anyway. Forget about being married for so long. How do you res resolve that? And that's... And the point you bring up is fantastic, Charlie, because it's so true. I mean, men and women do communicate differently, and and, and part of the struggle, and, and not that we're going to blow the lid off of this one, because I think John Gray did it, and men are, you know, in his book, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, is that they, the two sexes do communicate much differently, and so what in this process, and depending on where you are in a communication status in your relationship is, you know, you, you need to be able to bring up to your spouse, hey, here's what I'm here's here's what's not happening. We're not 
really talking about things that are substantive. We're not, or we're not really connecting emotionally because, again, and we're speaking a little bit in generalities, women do it way better than men do. I mean, just absolutely across the board. Men have a tendency to, to not really pick up on, you know, what's going on with their, with their spouse and really going, gosh, you know, yeah, maybe she had a bad day and I need to just sit and listen. We have a lot to delve into here. We do have to go to a quick break. Um, okay. Conversation is sexy unless the other, unless you're arguing, you know, conversation is sexy unless you are from a relationship in which you've never known good conversation. How do we get to the place where conversation is stimulating and flirty and fun and loving and emotional again if our history of conversation hasn't taught us it's possible? So that's what I want to cover when we come back here on The Good Life. Stay with us. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health & Wellness. Ladies, if you are worried about fine lines and wrinkles on your face and would like to get rid of them, then let me tell you about Esotique, the amazing all-natural collagen builder from Chamonix. Esotique is packed with pure antioxidants and natural collagen builders, so it doesn't hide wrinkles like other products. It effectively treats wrinkles, so your skin will be younger, healthier, and softer than ever before. And now is the perfect time to try Esotique, because for a limited time, you can try it free for 30 days. That's right. This incredible skincare is yours to try free at home for a whole month. Call 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085. And just pay shipping today. But wait, call in the next 20 minutes and Chamonix will include not one, but two free gifts. You will get their amazing vitamin C serum and their luxurious neck treatment absolutely free with your order. Don't miss out on this incredible free trial offer. Call now, 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085. If you're one of the millions of people who have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or are overweight, don't join the club. It's time to leave that club. Heart Factors Plus is an all-natural supplement with ingredients proven to help lower blood pressure, cholesterol, improve blood flow, and even improve your sex life. Here is what Heart Factors users say. Hi, this is John from New Jersey, and I'm 42 years old, and I ordered your bottle of Heart Factors because of my high blood pressure. Last spring, it was 134 over 93. Now my blood pressure is 120 over 82, and the doctor got me off the medication. This stuff is really good and without any side effects. John dropped his blood pressure over 10 points and without the medication side effects. See if Heart Factors will work for you. Try it now free for a full 30 days. Call 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. If Heart Factors doesn't work for you, you never pay. It's that easy. Call now and get your 30-day trial. 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to The Good Life with Forbes, Riley, and Charlie, where you receive a healthy dose of information you need with some fun. Now, back to the show. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Good Life. We're finding out how to make conversations sexy. Coach, before we left, Charlie was hitting on the idea as if you've never understood or really grown up in a household where you understood how to communicate. How do you advise us to introduce this into our lives? Well, I think first of all, there's, when it comes to, and especially when when we talk about the concept of flirtation and, and connecting with your, uh, you know, your significant other, you have to be con- obviously. And if you haven't had a tremendous amount of successful experience with that, again, a process. But first of all, it's a it's a very fun and exciting thing, and I would encourage folks to understand that that it's it's great to be able to 
you know, say things and do things verbally with your partner and have them accept it and really and, and, and take it and embrace it and give you positive feedback because really don't we work off a of positive feedback. And so, but to do that, it's almost a little bit of like that walking out on the branch, you know, you're going to take the little steps and each step, you know, you, you get more secure. And, uh, and so to be able to do that is you have to, at some point, you know, just understand that the person you're with, I mean, you got married, you fell in love. And I think this is one of the things sometimes couples lose track of. You know, you each made a decision to be together. This is a good thing. It's a healthy thing. And the other person loves you. So they're not there just to trounce on you and to, you know, discourage you. They want to bring you out and to interact with you and have and and have it be fun and have the relationship, the flirtation, and all that be fun. So Yeah, but they, here's and you asked me earlier about my husband and I. I'll tell you. I have this little devil on my shoulder when it comes to him. And I don't know if this is because I grew up with a very Latin family. Forbes, you had four. I had 400. Um, I had aunts and uncles and cousins and all these things. And there was always somebody talking. And there was a way things happened. But my husband um, is a professor. He's all these things. He's very low-key. And sometimes I'll ask him something. And there'll be a gust of air that escapes his mouth that seems like a sigh. And as soon as that comes out... I don't care what we were talking about, pansies or popcorn. I'm like, really, what's with the attitude? And all of a sudden, I'm angry because I feel like he doesn't want to hear what I'm saying or, or he's annoyed with me, but he won't say it or he's being passive aggressive. And I turn into this whole discussion about it and he'll go, what? I was breathing. You weren't breathing. Don't tell me that. You just don't want to face it. Or sometimes he'll say something and I'm like, what's with the tone? Why is it that as a woman, I can't just hear what he says and take it at face value? Why is it that I want to assign a body movement or a body action to his words? Because you didn't get the response you were looking for. Right? And you're, you didn't get the response that you were either anticipating or hoping or hoping to get. And so he calls me a spoiled brat, too. Thanks so much. <laughs> But you know, you know, and you know, Shirley, that's so funny that you say that. <laughs> Coach, help me out here because I think men really like conversation because they want to have sex, not because it is sexy. Oh, absolutely. They want to get to the good stuff. And once they know they can get it, oh, yeah. You know, I'd rather sit down with a beer and watch the movies because it's what's the point of the conversation between two married people? <laughs> Make up <laughs> <Just> sex. <laughs> I love it. You you want you just want to be able to you go home and just okay you go to your room I'll go to my room we'll see you in the morning. I also work with my husband so that's not fair. We talk all day. I think we have a tough time shutting it off. Um, uh-huh. Is there that magic thing that makes conversation sexy between two grown adults who've been together for a very long time? I think with the the key thread to it and what we've had success with in, in dealing with and talking to folks is you're talking the day to day working part of the relationship, which is what you all are kind of describing, is. You know, it, it is obviously the work, the work part of it. What makes it all happen and what makes the fun times is you have to be able to couple that with passion. One of the major components of a good relationship is to have and to keep the passion, keep that love alive, because, you know, that's the part that guys, you know, and again, speaking of some generalities, have a tendency to really connect with more or it's more important to them on a unilateral level. That allows them to really open up and want to connect emotionally. Now, not to say that every relationship out there, every guy who's not happy, it's not because he's not getting enough, you know, but it at least puts them in a position where, you know, if you're having that conversation like Charlie, you described with your husband and he has that side that basically sets you off. Well, you need to talk about that. I mean, I know it might sound a little fundamentally 
you know, a little fundamental, but it's like you have to be able to have that discussion, and, and he has to be able to acknowledge it. Yes, I actually did sigh because I don't want to talk about that. Because Those are good go points, and I want to get back to a little bit. I, I skimmed through the book, and there's a chapter on history, which yep. I think is important to bring up here because so much of our present-day behavior is based on our historical uh, experience and you know maybe you're bringing something into a new relationship that was from an old relationship what's some advice we can give our listeners about how not to repeat mistakes from past relationships or take a feeling from a past relationship and put it into your new relationship you know clouding it you have to take an inventory and sort of take some time and retrospectively look back on past relationships and we actually take you through an exercise in the book where you write down some of the characteristics or behaviors that, that took place that possibly and did lead to the end of your relationship. I mean, relationships succeed or, uh, you know, succeed or fail based on both people. Uh, you know, it's never all one person's fault that it, that it works either way. And so to take an inventory or sit down and, and really say, you know what, this, kind of, this relationship blew up. Why did it happen? What was my role in it? And then, oh, my gosh, is that something that's a problem and that's happened to me before in other relationships because if it is, you need to address it. And, and you know, once you can start to do that, then hopefully you'll be able to put it to bed so that it doesn't continue to bite you, so to speak. Can we talk about chickens and eggs? Talk about you bet. So I think a lot of our male audience can, um, can relate to this. Sometimes my husband and I are sniping at each other. And we yep. realize we'll just look at each other and we'll just realize it's because we haven't, you know, had couple time behind closed doors for a while. Sex. Ex that's what we call it too, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all of a sudden it's like you lock eyes and you realize, and the other one's not willing to say it, but you know exactly that that's what it is. And so it's almost impossible for us to have a discussion that isn't snipey and that isn't tense. And it doesn't matter what we're talking about because we need that that release and then it's like five seconds after it's done we can talk about anything and we love and, and there's birds and flitting and floating but why what what comes first though do you get to that place where you don't want to be intimate with your partner because the conversation isn't stimulating and you feel that you've been complained and snipey or does that happen as a result of you know not being intimate when you're in the dating phase and when you're first seeing each other and yes, guys use conversation and you talk for hours and at three o'clock in the morning and five o'clock and you don't sleep because you can't get enough conversation because, you know, females are connecting emotionally. Guys are just going, man, is this the combination that's going to get me in bed? So you go through, and then you, once you bridge that gap and you develop a, a physical intimacy with each other and it's so fun and it's so exciting. Well, now you've got both, both people have both components and they're getting exactly what they want. Years down the road, your question, Charlie, is very poignant because, yeah, what do you do? You know, is it the chicken or is it the egg? And it can be both. I mean, there's no exact answer because the bottom line is, is that in order to connect emotionally, you have to have the passion. To have the passion, you need to connect emotionally. In the book, we have a series of coupons that basically help folks to interact with each other. You know, everything from simple talks to flat out getting after it. And once they go through that process and one person sort of takes the bull by the horns and starts to move things forward, and, and a lot of times, and I'll be honest, it leads to the bedroom. Afterwards, what you said is so great. You want to, you want to connect with a man emotionally? Do it after intimacy, and you're going to, have, and you're going to be in great shape. Hey, Forbes. Fine, Charlie. Let me, let me just tell you something. The difference between the chicken and the egg? 
My husband saved me the egg. You know why? Because he always gets laid. <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy. There you go. Well, Forbes, let me ask you. Um, do you fight fair? Are you kidding me? I'm married. How do you think I got here for 20 years? And by the way, fair is all relative. Um, you know, you know, it's funny because my biggest problem, and I think a lot of people deal with this, is I'll revert to like the younger version of me. So, you know, I don't know what fair is. I think fair maybe comes when you've gone through, and I do advocate not only your book, but the idea of couples therapy, because I think one of the things that it does, is it gives you ground rules to move to the next level. When you get into a relationship, nobody ever really says, you know, in the infancy when you're falling in love and it's all bells and whistles and horns and trumpets are going off. Nobody says, okay, so what, how are you going to deal with it when you're getting down and dirty and you don't agree on something and you're, and you're really at each other and having an argument? And, you know, one of the things that impacted me tremendously was there's a couple in California just outside of L.A., Abby and Sean wrote me and they said that, um, you know, Abby wrote and said that, you know, we like to use in, in the terms of discussing sensitive issues because they were having trouble. They were on their way to divorce and they said we couldn't fight. And we read the book and we started to use the guidelines, one of which in there um, was to use an object. And it sounds kind of stupid, but but it worked for them. And they, she said that we'd like to use my stuffed penguin as our object. It has a huge sentimental value because Sean wanted for me at a state fair on one of our first dates. And so when we get into a discussion and we start and we're having an argument, we use the penguin. Whoever has the penguin has control of the conversation. So the other person has to listen. And so they have to hear what the other person is saying and they can't pipe in until the person relinquishes the penguin. Now, does that mean that every argument gets solved? No. Sometimes you agree to disagree, and that's healthy too. And then as you said, Forbes, sometimes there's issues in a relationship where if you can't solve them, then seek out help. Seek out professional counseling, someone that, someone that you can go and sit down and visit that has a great reputation and can help you work through it because it can easily happen. You know, we are going to well, run you know, to a break here. I want to uh, encourage everyone to go to conversationissexy.com to get more tips. When we come back, I want to um, jump on the tail of that comment because I think you're both right. We don't learn how to be in a relationship. Nobody teaches us that. We only uh, observe and imitate. And, you know, with the divorce rate, what it is in this country, uh, I, I wonder if people actually took a class, a, a seminar, uh, went to a counselor, what that percentage could be if people knew what to do. So when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about that. I also want to talk about the fact that whether you're married or you've been dating for a long time, every relationship falls into a rut now and then. And Coach, I know you've got some fun things that couples can do to sort of avoid the, the ho-hum routines and keep passion alive. I want to make sure we leave our listeners with those uh, tips so they can start doing this now. And uh, as they get your book on conversationissexy.com, stay with us here on The Good Life. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. If you're one of the millions of people who have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or are overweight, don't join the club. It's time to leave that club. Heart Factors Plus is an all-natural supplement with ingredients proven to help lower blood pressure, cholesterol, improve blood flow, and even improve your sex life. Here is what Heart Factors users say. Hi, this is John from New Jersey, and I'm 42 years old, and I ordered your bottle of Heart Factors because of my high blood pressure. Last spring, it was 134 over 93. Now my blood pressure is 120 over 82, and the doctor got me off the medication. This stuff is really good and without any side effects. 
John dropped his blood pressure over 10 points and without the medication side effects. See if Heart Factors will work for you. Try it now free for a full 30 days. Call 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. If Heart Factors doesn't work for you, you never pay. It's that easy. Call now and get your 30-day trial. 800-240-6536. 800-240-6536. Ladies, if you are worried about fine lines and wrinkles on your face and would like to get rid of them, then let me tell you about Esotique, the amazing all-natural collagen builder from Chamonix. Esotique is packed with pure antioxidants and natural collagen builders, so it doesn't hide wrinkles like other products. It effectively treats wrinkles, so your skin will be younger, healthier, and softer than ever before. And now is the perfect time to try Esotique, because for a limited time, you can try it free for 30 days. That's right, this incredible skincare is yours to try free at home for a whole month. Call 800-731-1085, 800-731-1085, and just pay shipping today. But wait, call in the next 20 minutes and Chamonix will include not one, but two free gifts. You will get their amazing vitamin C serum and their luxurious neck treatment absolutely free with your order. Don't miss out on this incredible free trial offer. Call now, 800-731-1085. 800-731-1085. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to The Good Life with Forbes, Riley, and Charlie, where you receive a healthy dose of information you need with some fun. Now, back to the show. Well, everybody, welcome back to The Good Life. This is our final segment, so I hope that you've been listening to Charlie, myself, Forbes, Riley, and our coach, all about relationships, all about what conversation means. And if you've missed any part of this, please go to the Facebook and, you know, and check out because you can archive and listen to, to segments, pieces that you, you may have missed. This was a really valuable conversation between all of us i think and certainly sexy do you have a little tidbit that you can that you found really helps people just go oh that's the difference between men and women there isn't really one specific thing and i'm not just saying that because i i would love to give you one real key gold nugget that, that everyone could utilize i mean the one thing i can say is is make time for each other and spend on a weekly basis and i know i think charlie in a second we're going to talk about some some ruts that, that folks get into in relationships but one of the main things that i would say that will obviously lead into that a little bit is on a weekly basis is make some special make some time that's special for just the two of you outside of your normal of your normal day-to-day routines and and by doing that it's going to allow you to sort of remember back to those days and those times when you were dating and just the emotions were flowing and everything was so positive and to just be really open and for guys to listen to what your ladies are talking about and 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 we know guys like to be fixers and sometimes we try to fix too much but just to really listen to what's being said and to try to do everything you can just to keep connected you know on a verbal level and an emotional level well you just said we know guys like to be fixers there's a lot of women out there who like me at that point had never heard that charlie does your husband like fix your problems um he will fix anything i tell him to fix um I think he must have uh, figured out long ago that uh, I didn't want my problems fixed. Uh, I was generally in the process of fixing them and complaining about the process and things. I don't remember having that exact issue, but I do know that he wants to get to the point. Like, he doesn't want to hear about how I fix the problem. He doesn't want to hear about why I need the problem fixed. He just wants to know, what do you want? I tell everyone a funny story. When my husband and I first got together, we had a very whirlwind uh, getting to know each other. And 
we decided three months into the relationship that we would drive across country, meet my family because I was moving in with him and we were going to eventually get married. So I wanted him to meet my family. So we get into a car, do the American road trip. And I'll tell you, by Texas, I was ready to, to just end it, throw him out the car and hitchhike home because <laughs> I did all the talking and then we'd get to another state. And I'm like, you're not talking back. He's like, well, I'm listening. You're doing all the talking because you're not talking. Well, I don't have anything to say. Well, why? You don't have anything to say because I'm not interesting enough? You had plenty to say when we were in Boston. Now we're in a car. Stuck here. You have nothing to say. It went on. I'm telling you, by Texas, the man wasn't talking. And it, he's, he's still not that big of a talker. But when he does talk, he just wants to get to the point. And I want to tell him all the things that happened to get to the point. So that's, I think, our struggle is I find him abrupt and callous and rude when I talk to him. And I find that... um he doesn't care about anything I say. <laughs> and someplace in the middle we no, meet. I find, I find that hard to believe that he doesn't care about anything you say. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Pick a side, coach. <laughs> Al, this is fun. You know, our listeners are not sure what to do right now. Let's, let's feel bad oh. for Charlie. You know, coach, come on, get in there and fix her. <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, <laughs> what Forbes knows you, Charlie, way better than I, way better than I do. Is that you know? And I think too that the dynamic that you have with your husband, obviously, Charlie, you're very, you know, you're a very confident woman. You're successful, professional. You obviously are very intelligent, and I'm sure your husband is too. But you're you have a strong personality, and and that's the, maybe the dynamic of your relationship with him is that between the two of you, verbally, you're the stronger person. You are the one that's out there more you you want to talk more you want to put things on the table more and so it's not that he doesn't care he's absorbing and therefore you know wants to just get to the point and just move, say okay well what let's do x about y and move and, and move on and that's not necessarily a bad thing but he needs to know when the times come where you really want to talk about something that's important and that you connect with, especially with him on an emotional basis. He needs to, and he needs to respond to that. That's something he needs to do. If you're listening to this conversation and you're kind of like feeling like I am right now and you can't wait to chime in, do me a favor, go to our Facebook and give us some comments because I have a feeling we're going to polarize our entire audience and I want to hear what people have to say about this issue. Now, and coach, I have two questions for you. One, are there some people that just can't have a conversation that they just can't communicate? They should give it up? they shouldn't continue the relationship? Can you get to a point where conversation may be sexy with somebody else? Depending on what's, what, how much water's gone under the bridge, it actually can get to a point, unfortunately, where you know it might both people might be better off just moving in a different direction, and then yeah, looking for some other sexy conversation, you know, with an, with another person. That can it, it can get to that point. I'd like to think that. Okay, we let can, me ask you a question. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but. Can you still be married? Is it like a Jimmy Carter thing? Can you have sexy conversation with someone else as long as you don't touch? Well, and I was going to ask the same thing, Forbes, because I just read that 50% of people on Facebook are having Facebook sex. It's an absolute symptom of where we are in long-term relationships that it gets to the point where talking to somebody else is sexier than talking to the person that we live with and, and go to bed with and wake up with every morning, and that's a symptom, and that's one of the things we definitely address in the book is that if you're talking to your friends more about what's going on in your relationship than you're talking to your husband and your wife, that's a pretty big sign that you got something going on and you need to really take a look at it because that's where the conversation should be happening. Yes, every, we spend time with friends at work and, and you know every, and our coworkers, and we're going to share what irritated us or is upsetting us or whatever but that should be a minimum part of it if you're having sexy conversation with someone other than your spouse you need to check yourself well in the few moments that we have left and i'm going to ask you for some rapid fire answers here 
Okay. What if you're not good at conversation? What if what should people be talking about? Politics, religion, that's like saying, kids. That's like saying, Charlie, what if you're not good at sex? Well, right. <laughs> well, well, I'm wondering when you say conversation is sexy, how do you make that first step? Should they be flirty? Is that what we mean by conversation is sexy? Should they be provocative? Hey, let's debate this topic. Should they talk about current events? How do they initiate higher level conversation that turns into this sort of sexy and more fulfilling communication? They need to talk about what is what they are passionate about and the things that mean a lot to them as an individual. If it's passion, if it's if they don't feel like or if they're passionate about their love life, then yeah, the flirty part works. Then yeah, absolutely. Start talk, you know, talk about it. Figure out a way to talk. And again, you know, what we do in the book, and it's kind of it's passive aggressive, but we know it works, is you know, write a card, write a coup you give them a coupon, do something that says to them, you know what, I'm interested in doing X, Y, or Z. If, if, you're, if you're passionate about taking a vacation to Hawaii or going to see your family for the holidays and you haven't done that, you have to find a way to bring it up. I mean, at some point, you've got to have enough gumption to, to put it out there because I think, and, and Forbes is kind of alluding to this a little bit, is if, if you can't talk about it, then, you, then you're never, it's never going to happen. Well, we, oh, we need to have you back on the show, Coach, because I think there's so many things. And what I'd actually like to do is have you back on the show and take some call-ins and, uh, and see if we can have you uh, coach people through this here. I want to remind people that you can get more on this topic at conversationissexy.com. You can get the coach's book. You can get uh, more tips. Sign up for you know his information. We will be posting all sorts of tips on our Facebook page. And um, such an important topic. Thanks so much for being on the program with us today. Forbes and Charlie, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And we will be back here next week on The Good Life, so join us then. Thank you again for tuning in to The Good Life with Forbes Riley and Charlie. Make sure you join Forbes Riley and Charlie Fusco again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, have an exciting week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.